Hello and welcome to The Life Pod, hosted by Michael Panay and Karim Dow, brought to you by MK Enterprises, a community based on discussing life topics and driving continual personal development and growth. Send through any topics you want covered and be sure to follow and tag us on all social media at MK Enterprises. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Good morning, good, ef- good afternoon, good evening, Life Pod community. Good hope, night. Good night. <laughs> hope you're well. Welcome back to another episode of the Life Pod. Today we have on Jackson Gearin, the big chunkus, and part owner of Emerge Gym in Box Hill. Thank you so much for coming on, bro. Always a pleasure. Thank you for having me today. Man, it's. Man, what, where do we even start? Where do, where do we start this? Wherever <coughs> you want to start, wherever you want to go, far and away. You've done so many things, you're doing great things, but just like. All in all, outside of like all the things you've done, like you're just a great guy, friendly, loving, caring, doing so much. Just, you know, for the people who don't know who, what the Big Chunkers is, who the Big Chunkers is, let's give them a rundown of who you are, what you do, how you started, what well, you there. All right. Well, basically, um, like, do you want me to start off with like how Big Chunkers started? Like the actual saying? Start, yeah, start, yeah. No, so, let's talk about how, how you got the nickname. Okay. Okay. This is a bit of like a, a bit of a story. So I'll try and just keep it as simple as possible. So pretty much like... 2019, um, me and a couple of friends would always play like this game called Apex Legends. And we would always know, like we always knew what this like meme was, like the big chungus, you know, like it's like fat bugs bunny. Um, (laughs) And just suddenly out of nowhere, I started calling my mate who played this character, like who's a big guy, like big chungus. And I just wouldn't stop saying it for months and months and months. I started saying like big chungus, like chunky and like all this kind of stuff. And then I just kept saying it nonstop and it, on. and it just caught on and people started calling me like big chungus. I'm like, okay, this fits, <laughs> like, this fits, you know? And then from there, it just essentially became a saying like, and also it's like a way of life. You and know? now like, you are the big chungus. <laughs> the well, big chungus. I'm glad to hear that because um, it's just, it's just cool. Like, you know, you know, like when you just meet people, it's yeah. just like, you don't know what to say. It's like, Instead of saying, hey, mate, or hey, man, like, hey, bro, it's like, hey, Jungus. Hey, like, yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, when Calvin Moe used to say, like, oh, look at that chapstick. Like, I'm like, oh, what's my saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's but it's also cool because, like, I know, like, personally, now in gym culture, especially around you and the other boys, like, Eric and that sort of things, like, if somebody calls me Chungus, I feel like an absolute machine. Because, like, you don't call somebody that small Chungus. It's like, oh, look at these Chungus. Like, what's up, Chungus? Like, it's a, it's like, you know, yeah, gonna, I suppose. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose. So, yeah, yeah. I love that saying. It's, it's just a great <laughs> saying to have. Like, it's, it just rolls off the tongue well. It's just simple. People know what it pretty much means. Like, even, like, all my family members know. Like, like my young cousins, like, you know, they're, like, eight, nine years old, and they know what it means. So, it's, like, everyone catches on. Good. It's, it's, yeah. so it's chungus. Oh, chungus, chungus. <laughs> but that's crazy. That, like, yeah, go on. Sorry. So, no, go on. No, it's just, like, it, it, it's crazy. You're, you've got, obviously, you're, like, physically huge. Like, you, like, you know, you. Like, no, you are. You're massive. No like you've obviously, no homo. You've got your, your whole gym past and everything. You've got, you now have and are a shareholder in Emerge Gym, Correct. which we'll touch on later. How did it, how did it all start? And we had this conversation with Scott, like when, when did you first get into, when did you first get into training? Like when did you pick up the first dumbbell? Like how did that well, start? Obviously, I'm not you, but I know. That you, correct me if I'm wrong. You started with powerlifting before you got into bodybuilding, correct? Well, technically, no. I actually oh, okay. have done bodybuilding <laughs> shows before that. No, I mean like tra- yeah. style of training. Sorry. Yeah, technically, well, it, it sort of started off in about 2015. I wanted to play AFL football. I want to play very high level AFL football because I just loved the sport so much. Yeah. 
And can, are you good now? Like, are you like? Oh, mate, I've already tear a hamstring. Or two. <laughs> how's <laughs> the hip you need to step over to fucking NRL. Oh. Than now, then how's the hip know. flexor straightening you? Oh, well, we wouldn't give me good to be honest. Um, yeah, it was like 2015. I was like 16 years old. I was going through the whole system, you know, to to work your way into like professional football, and that was great. And I had an incredibly like awesome run with it. Um, and it sort of just came from this point where, for me this is where my intrinsic motivation sort of actually began and, and stuck with me my whole life. And I think it c- will continue to do so until I die. But I got cut from making the state Vic team for, for Vic Metro and yeah. Vic Metro is like, you know, the best of the best in the state. They yeah. all go up against each other and stuff. And you have a lot of high level AFL clubs looking at you. And I really, really wanted to be a part of that team. I worked my ass off. Like I, I know I worked harder than everyone else to get there, but I got cut because I just didn't have the experience and I've, got really annoyed especially me getting younger like i had an ego and i've just sort of said like oh you know why why should i be cut from this you know i work harder you literally told me i work the hardest out of 60 people and yeah it's for me it's sort of how did you bounce back off that because there's the saying especially as a a teenager sorry to interrupt you but how do you bounce back off that because there's the saying like if you try your hardest you know you tried your hardest Mm. and that's the like you knew that that was the best you could do so getting getting obviously cut from that team like, did you use because that? I, like, I tried my hardest, it's okay? Or did it still, like, sort of... Like, how did that play? I think what Michael's trying to say is, especially as a teenager, if you go, fuck, I just gave it my best shot and I didn't make it. Like, what's the point of me trying something else? Yeah, it's exactly. Like, you know, like, like, how did you that's my limit. That? Like, there's nothing else left. And, yeah, it, I completely understand that point of view. It's, um for me, personally, it, it really did. It, it broke my ego because it said, well, clearly you work hard, but there's you've got to have some sort of experience to an extent, but I'm like, how could I get that experience if I can't, you know, get the experience, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. if that makes sense with all that's like people. Just yeah. random as, but like when you're trying to, uh, you're 15 years old, trying to apply for a job, like Kmart yeah. and shit, like, yeah. oh yeah, we want experience. Like, well, how am I going to get experience if exactly. I'm 15 and you're not going to give me a fucking job? And this is what <laughs> I want to touch on as well with like Emerge and like how we want to develop people who work with us, you know, especially yeah. like as an employee or employees and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, yeah going like <laughs> touching back on that, it's, for me, I sort of said, well, you know, like I felt I had an ego, so I felt like I wasn't being appreciated. And so I said, oh, well, you know, I might as well just try and play NFL if I can. <laughs> you know, I might as well just do something even harder because I want to challenge myself on a daily basis. I didn't want to just say, oh, stuff that. I'm so, you, so you went to NFL? Yeah, I loved American football. Like, I, I'm still, What team? Um, I was huge on the Patriots at the time. But then I switched to um, Green Bay Packers. So, no, which, yeah. which team did you play for? Oh no, I didn't. So oh, you, I wanted oh, you to. wanted yeah, to? Oh, yeah, because yeah. okay, yeah. they have like a system here where like you, it's it. A lot of punters in NFL they they come to Australia because there's a whole like thing where like you got to kick the ball. Yeah, more than, like huge. Yeah, certain like more than three seconds before it touches the ground, and like a lot of AFL players have such such huge kicks. So I thought that would be a great way for me to get to America, and I've always wanted to move to America and you know just live my life over there because it's just I don't know I just love America. Yeah, it's just a great place to go. Culture is amazing. Yeah. Everything, gym, and food, whatever you want. Great people as well. But yeah, and then through that, I sort of realized, okay, well, like you know um, Gronkowski, who played for Patriots at the time, he's now like a really famous celebrity. Yeah, yeah I wanted to be as big as him, like a tight end, like this big tall guy who's like strong as fast. You know, coordinated. I've started to get in lifting weights at the time. And my my dad used to be an Olympic athlete in 1992, Albertville. He was the fastest speed skier in the summer th- in the southern hemisphere. Dude, your dad years. is an absolute freak. <laughs> how, how 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 old did your dad this year? My dad, I think he's turning. 50, I think he's 52 this year. He's he, turning 53 oh yeah. next year. And he benched 140 kilos. 
140 kilos. Fucking what a weapon. He's the fastest. Speed, speed skier. skier Yeah going downhill On a on pair of skis As fast as you can out. Yeah And he went like 160 180 kilometers an hour Or something And <laughs> yeah he was like That can't 20. be That can't be good Are you hitting a tree At that, <laughs> that That's that instant death that Has, has he got any like Really fucked up accidents That you you know about Like Yeah So there's someone That was also I've, I'm not sure if it was If there was someone training Or who was gonna do The Olympics with him mm. Died Because they hit oh, Apparently fuck. some like Snowmobile or something But I haven't really asked my dad much about it, but yeah, it was really bad. And so then I think my mom got huge anxiety because they were together at the time. Like they were, they were engaged, but um, yeah. So, and then essentially um, just through like weight training, like I had this huge home gym and stuff and before COVID we like, sold it away, but we didn't know at the time. And yeah. And so through that, we, like, I just wanted to lift weights and start getting stronger. You know, Like what most teenagers want to do is just like lift weights and try new things. I think it's great for, for younger kids or teenagers to try new sports and do new things because it's great to like develop them like you know cognitive ability to to move yeah 100 yeah. percent. and so through did that he ever, sorry did he ever get involved like did he even get involved with like the olympic commonwealth games or anything like that yeah no he actually competed at the commonwealth games. Oh, there you no, go. sorry not the commonwealth <coughs> games the olympic games the olympic games 1992 <laughs> albertville wow and he was sponsored like by Musashi back in the day do you remember um oh, he'd have some good stories oh, what gym was before doherty's at the time um what are they called finlay's finlay's gym was old school that's when like sunny schmidt was like training there and stuff and yeah you know this is before essentially like i think tony doherty actually just started but he knew my my dad and he actually Fuck. met me when I was a kid. So I'm like, oh, yeah, do you like... I went up to Tony Doherty one time. I'm like, oh, do you remember like my dad, John Daniel? He's like, oh, yeah, I remember him. And yeah. the Olympics. And yeah, so it's a small world as well. But yeah, and then through that training at the home gym, I got a lot stronger. And I went from like a 60 kilo to like a 170 kilo deadlift in like a month I and a half. And I was going to ask you <clears throat> what... And correct me if I'm wrong. I, I feel like people, when they start off in the gym, they're, e they're either usually pretty skinny or pretty small or the other end, they're either like pretty big and yep. then they just start training and they yep. get into it that way. Mm. Where were you on that spectrum? I was an absolute stick. You, you, so you, <laughs> you were a stick. I was tiny, man. I was very, very small. And um, I started off training. I remember weighing myself. I was like 73 kilos. I was just a stick, man. I was so small. 73 kilos. Couldn't even bench like 60 kilos, man. <laughs> I was so Fuck. weak and small, man. And, and what, are you, what are you now? Um, this morning? <laughs> this morning? <laughs> uh, this morning I was 116.2 kilos. So Shit. Yeah. So we got, got to lose about eight, eight ish kilos eight nine kilos to make weight for classic but yeah um i went from like within like four months i went from like 80 kilos to like 100 kilos in year in year 11 like like from january all the way to like march april i've just ate see how yeah. did you, all right so how, all right you started training mm -hmm. like you were at you were at 77 kilos you were a stick you started getting there how where did all the knowledge from the gym come from Oh, it really like how do you put on 20 kilos <laughs> in fucking four months well, i don't advise this I don't, <laughs> I don't like saying what i ate and what i did to get to 100 kilos at that time but i ate everything i could i literally would be eating like five packs of rum and two minute noodles before i trained and but one thing i can agree on though is that a lot of people are afraid of like salt and sodium yeah. but you need that Why? because a lot of people think that, you know, you're going to blow out and get like all this water retention and look puffy and stuff. But at the end of the day, if you, you need a certain level of potassium sodium in order to have like great contract contractions, especially when you're training. 
Scott was saying the same thing yesterday. It's like people are so scared of salt and potassium and magnesium. It's like your muscles literally don't contract without them. Yeah, yeah. there's this thing called the uh, the magnesium sodium pump. Uh, sorry, no, the no, the potassium sodium pump, and the way it works, like I'm not I'm not like full on in chemistry, but you can ask probably my coach when he comes on here. But exactly he was explaining to me the other day, um, essentially like salt is so effective pre workout to utilize for training. Like every day, I have about five to six grams of salt before I train. Specific salt? Pink Himalayan or uh, No, nah, I'll probably or? just stick with like just iodized just salt. Just table well. salt. It works so fine. Get my iodine levels in. That helps with like thyroid function and okay. metabolism. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it's just making sure like you're just not deficient in, like, in, in nutrients, especially in a contest prep. A lot of people are very nutrient deficient. So like yeah. if you're, for example, focusing on like, um, you know, like, calorically low foods but nutrient low foods you're going to feel like absolute yes. crap when you're competing mm. um, and this is so common with many athletes as well um, like look I'm not like a prep like coach like specialist but you've but done it a few times you understand yeah, what goes behind it exactly and also I think it's great to ask your coach questions so then you can know what you know what to learn because you know, at the end of the day, we're all students of the game. We're never going to yeah. be a master. As, even though people might call us a master of the game, we're always always learning. Students. Never and, stop and learning. Exactly. And that's exactly why you're here, because we're learning right now. It's, it's how this learning works. From you guys yeah. well. <laughs> Scott said the same thing. Like, you always learn. And he's he's been around. And, 30 plus and years. And he said, he's like, I'm still learning. Like, wow. you still learn. That's incredible. And yeah. it doesn't even have to be in your field. Like, no, for an example, not. he was saying, obviously, like, back in his early days, there was... There was no such thing as like, you know, Google spreadsheets or all that sort of thing. Like I so said, that's where he's learning now. Mm. Like he knows all the biomechanics and all that. That's easy for him. Now it's like, okay, how can I actually build my business? Of course. Um, but on that note, how, how's your prep going? It's been going really good. So um, what's, where are we at? What's the next step? Yeah, how are we so feeling? it's been really good. Um, you know, I, I'm being currently being coached by Brendan, the quad father BW on Instagram. Yep. And um, also my business partner, Julian Conversano, he's just sort of overlooking things as well. So we all, every single Sunday, we do our check-in at the gym, do our pinches. He's, we're very adamant, um, not adamant, but we're very focused on ensuring that our pinches will be, you know, anywhere from 22 to 26 mils over nine sites, which basically means like, you know, you grab the skin, you see how much. Skin folds. How much fat. Skin folds. He literally found what that was yesterday. He's like, literally what is it? It's like, oh, skin folds. I'm like, what the fuck's a skin fold? He's like, oh, measurement. Yeah. And that's a thing. So, um, so yeah. I've never heard that. So, twenty-two to twenty-six mils over nine sites. So is that over? Like, is that like a for a certain amount of time out of prep? Is that like what's recommended? Is that like that's essentially like, you, like that's like realistically, we're talking about body fat percentages yeah, now. Exactly. That's anywhere from three to five percent. Okay, so that's really so it's incredibly fun. shredded. Okay. Um. So that's why again, I'm very focused on like data because so at the end of the day, like there's a method to everything you do. Yep. And this is why like with, Ju- with, um, with Julian, but also especially Brendan and myself, like Brendan said he, to himself, he wants to eventually be the best recomp coach in, in the world. Um, it's a big call to say, but you know, I think with how we're handling this prep, um, we want to show people, you know, after we compete of what happens when, you know, like how the whole, how the whole timeline was laid out. So we have everything from, you know, our, daily weight in the morning to a night to the calories we ate to the reps we had to the sets to the volume to the progressive overload to the changes in managing fatigue managing fatigue all these things you know because at the end of the day that brings uh, that brings us one step closer to finding the like the best way to optimally prep someone Mm -hmm. because brendan told me today when we're training legs you know bodybuilding hasn't been around for long and it hasn't you know it's only been around for like 80 years since like pretty much post world war ii 
um, realistically. That's so true. Yeah. And like so you never meet, you never like imagine a, a jacked cunt like World War Two just, <laughs> you know, those skinny yeah. holding guns, yeah. but like you know, that's literally. that's so true. I yeah. haven't even thought about that. Yeah. It has it hasn't been around for a long time. It hasn't yeah. been like revolutionized yet because yeah. it's still so, in infancy. Like eighty years, it seems like exactly. a lot, but in the terms of revolution, that's nothing. Nothing. Yep. Yeah, and because also as well in this spe- like specific time in our lives, we're at the precipice of learning so many more so things. True. You know, with like. Also, our technology, like the mathematics we've come through with everything, like we can take that and again, just essentially like, you know, use this as data, especially in like, you know, 10, 20, 30 years, 40 years. People might be looking back and saying, why are you training like five days a week? Mm. You only need to train like, I don't know, two, three days a week. You just don't know. And that's why, you know, we look back a hundred years ago, oh, they were doing this, they were doing that with whatever it was, you know, and this is how, again, evolution is, is, you know, like, is I guess developed over a period of time. So that's why when I had this like huge epiphany about like when he was, when Brendan was explaining me about competing, it's, it's incredible, you know? So, but it's like with anything though, you somewhat like deep down, you actually know, but you, over years of just like talking to people, what you read, what you see on television, what you read. And again, you know, like who you are around, it can alter what you know. Yep. Even on a very minuscule level, if you think about something super simple, I'm sure you've heard it and you've heard it in the gym. Like four or five years ago, everyone wanted to train six, seven days. Like, bro, more, better, reps, drop sets, everything. And now it's like, well, if I can train four or five, hit everything twice a week and yep. get two days full of recovery, it's like, well, then you're probably going to grow more because exactly. you're only going to grow from what you can recover from. That's and another true. thing is, um, I had a mental blank. Never mind. <laughs> and another thing is, I just, I'll like, come back uh, to it. One, don't question, know. <laughs> one question I had for you. Oh, is, wait, I got it. I found, I'm back. There it is. He's fucking perfect timing. <laughs> Sorry. And I forgot again. Um, <laughs> for an example, or like, like you know, you, you might shoulder press in a certain way or do a bench press in a certain way. It's like, again, like you didn't do that from day one. You just tried a little trial and error, trial and error. And yeah. then now you know what feels good. And now yeah. you understand the mechanics behind it. And then you exactly. can pass that on to people. Yep. And then again, that's how evolution works. Like you just try shit, it yep. doesn't work, you try again. Yep. And this is this is the power of, of failure and mistakes. Like Boom. failing, failing like literally like propels Drop you. the mic, done. Yeah. Like <laughs> that's it, you need to fail. Exactly, you need to fail. If you don't fail in life, like in, in my perspective of things, of how we should live our lives, like how are you going to really know something if it works or not? Or how are you going to better yourself? Simple as that. If you try something like, you know, with MK, like, you would never know if you never did it. Correct. And if you failed, <laughs> bro, you know, like this is the thing. Like again, my coach Brendan said to me, "There's this quote. Um, I don't even know how it goes, but I'll try and I'll try and word it as accurately as possible." It's from like Wizard of Oz. You know, it's like oh, shit. It's when, um, why no? Was it Wizard of Oz? Well, Alice in Wonderland. It was one of those two. <laughs> when the main character, I think it was. I think it was Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> <laughs> What's the main character's name? I'm like, which one? <laughs> which one? Um, and there's this saying, it's like, you know, I'm afraid to jump. It's like, yes, you might fall, but what if you fly? Simple as that. Fuck. Yeah. Bro, my mind just like full exploded. That is like actually so relevant to it's, everything. It's so you, you, I, from like the 20 minutes we've been chatting, you seem like you've got your fucking, your head screwed on. Like you, you're fucking... You know where you're going. You know yeah. what Tra-dre- you want. Tra- 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 Say it. Come on. 
Traje- you got it. You got <laughs> it's it. not coming. Come on, buddy. Trajectory. There, there we go. go. <laughs> Good job. Right. So you know where you're going. One or two tongue twisters. Um, and um, what do they call? Oh, the blinders. Like you, you just know. Hmm. You, how how did you come about that? Have you ever had throughout the last few years in your life, uh, training, starting your gym, you know, the emerge. Hmm. Have you ever had any like self doubt or low confidence in yourself? If yeah. so, how have you overcome it? Of course. And, you know, last year I was meant to prep for season A in, in IFB bodybuilding and yep. I bombed it because, you know, like I had a reaction and I gained like heaps of water like a week out and I was like, I'm just no place compete. So I bombed it. Um, and I remember living with that regret felt like it was like going to burden me for the rest of my life. But from a few months ago, because I see a sports psychologist, it's great. Like uh, focusing on your mental health is like, it's number one. I always think it's number one, regardless of doing fitness or not. Um, having a different perspective and understanding that if I didn't go through that, how would I, wh- where would I be today? Would it be better or worse? Probably worse because I went through an experience that I will never forget. And that changed me for the better. Because, you know, if, for example, if you have like a near death experience, it makes you ex- like, it makes you, for example, appreciate everything you have. Like, I'm not saying like I'll, I'll die or something, but like, just it does, generally, yeah. just generally, like, you know, if you have, ha- have ever had a close call, you know, with death itself, it can, it can be freaking scary. Yeah, it's eye opening. So that's why, yeah, it's just so important as well. So like, you use yeah. that, you use that. I use that to. Would you say that yeah. the sports psychologist helped you through that? Somewhat more so unpackaged what I actually had deep that's down. That's deep down. And that's what it is at the end of the day exactly. with everyone. We is, all have it in here. Yeah, it's shit that you've got deep down in there that's causing you the havoc. Mm. And people don't know that or they think oh, they know what it is at a surface level, but it goes fucking deep. Exactly. Like, and it does. And I think another thing worth touching on is that a lot of guys especially yeah, use- that's so true. That's, that, that, that's like a whole other thing in itself, yep. but use the gym as an outlet, which is amazing. Well, yeah. But they- use that as the only outlet to like just almost just blanket their issues. And it stresses your body as well. Yeah, 100%. So. <laughs> and like they, don't, they never actually see what the fuck's actually going, whether it be family, whether it be a personal exactly. relationship. They're not touching on it. Yeah, so they just, all like, oh, like let me just go to the gym, get a good pump, get some endorphins pumping and then never think about my problems again. And that's a really crappy mindset to have. Exactly. Because then you're always going to end up upset and never actually get into the bottom of the of issue. And I'm so. sure as you're aware, it goes like, it goes deep. It does. It goes very deep. It's a very intrinsic thing. Um, and especially even like bodybuilding again as a reference point, you know, if you know what you're suffering for, you you can push very very hard. Oh, you can yeah. push the limits and create you know like reach bounds that yep. no one ever thought would be deemed possible. You know, me a few weeks ago, I was not in the best spot. I felt just so down on myself. I'm like, damn, like you know, I just am I going to be conditioned on time? Am I going to do well at the show? Am I going to come last? Am I going to win it? I don't know. But I want to put my best my best myself in the best position to win. But I felt like, oh, you know, I have to do all this work. I have to do all this cardio. I have to do all these steps. I have to eat all my meals. I have to maintain this job. You know, I have a lot of people. Like, Got a you business know, that you're Exactly, yeah. you know. And I think having that this change that with Brendan, he, he said to me, he said again, you know, if you know what you're suffering for, you can go hard with things and you can really push it to the limit. And I think a lot of us, you know, also – want to be humble in a sense, which is great to have you, you to be humble and very, very nice to people. And I think kindness is number one, especially as well with treating people. But when it comes to knowing what your what you can do as a person and the impact you can make and what you can reach, you know, you should be like, excuse friends, like you should be fucking relentless. Like, you know, again, like relent. <laughs> that's, like, yeah. that's honestly where it came from. Exactly. That's, that's the exact be thing fucking, behind you it. You got to be an animal. Like you got to be really relentless with how you Jordan, attack your Jordan goals. B. Peterson 
says that all the time. Yeah. He's like, he's like, don't be humble, don't be tame. He's like, be a fucking animal. Exactly. Be psychotic. Do what you have to fucking do to get where you want to be, because that's how things are achieved. It's not like everybody says it, quote unquote. Oh, stay in the comfort zone, you know. But it's like, how many people are willing to really exactly. dig deep? And I like what you said, and I think this is the biggest take home for out of all that. It's like it's all intrinsic. If you try and do shit for other people or just for show, it's not going to work out. I think it works. It's think so it hard to push yourself if you're not doing it for yourself. Exactly. I think a big part of that though, what you just said, Karim, is self-awareness. Like that is huge. If you don't have self-awareness and you're on that track and you are being the animal, you can find that you can lose yourself. Whereas if you've got self-awareness, then you're always self-aware as a human. Exactly. You know and you just excel. That's the thing. He, he Jackson said it, and uh, you, uh, himself, himself. Sorry, that, that what you just said then, when you realized you were in a, you're in exactly. a rut. Exactly. You were self-aware that you were in a rut and yep. you were stuck. And that's just so and important. That's how you get yourself you out of it. The whole episode on self-awareness is so yep. important. Um, thing, yeah. yeah, so you have those times where... I had a mental it's, it's okay to feel like <laughs> shit sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not okay to stay there. Yes. And I, this is something I completely agree about because last year when I was dealing with that guilt of not competing, I was, I was a wreck for months. I was an absolute wreck for months and including COVID just, just added to that. You know, it just boiled everything that I was feeling and this, this amount of regret I had and COVID it, it killed shit. me. It killed me. And I know that a lot of people as well went through probably the same thing just from not being able to do things they like. Yep. told to stay home. But that's, this is why I think when you know that you're feeling down and you're feeling down and out, it's your environment, it's your group, it's your circle got to have great people in your corner to also be able to propel you so fucking true yeah and and that's why i think it's you know so dependent as well like no one's self-made like i just i can't i can't agree with the fact that someone has done one thing all by themselves you need to have a group you need to have people i've never thought about like that well you need to be on brand this is what my business partner cal says cal is He's a genius. Like, you know, if he watches this, like, yeah, I love you. Um, <laughs> you know, he's he's 32. Julian's also 32. I'm 23. I have... Yeah, guys, he's 23, by the way. <laughs> this, this big piece of meat. Show him, out, show him your arms, mate. Come on. Oh, the bicep shot. Is that good? <laughs> 23 Jesus. years old. That's <laughs> fucked up. It's a leg day. That's all, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Yeah, and he he um he's always talked about being on brand. You know, so it's like when you have a business, you know, you have a why. It's like Simon Sinek, Start With Why. It's a great book, you know, and I've only just started reading it actually as well. So, so far it's, you know. Personal development, talk, Exactly, it's end. talking about, you know, like the, the three circles, like how great leaders inspire actions on YouTube. It's a great TED talk. It's like, like 15 million views. Just talking about like your why, it's in the center and you have how and then what. A lot of people start with what, how, and then why. It's like, what do they want to sell, how they want to sell it, and why they want to sell it. But most businesses, if you want a successful business, start with why, and then you're going to go with how and what. It's like Apple. Apple isn't a technology brand. You know, like they've stated that their their why is to challenge the status quo. You know, and I find that when we all came together for Emerge and they, they let me in on this idea of Emerge back in lockdown last year, we all we were all super on brand with each other. I remember you telling me about this, and yeah. I was like, "But this is gonna yeah. be fucking <laughs> Try to keep on the line. Good, shut my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it's you know. So this is why, especially if you're young and you are trying to, I guess, I guess like just propel with your business or try to find something that that works. You need to have a why. If you don't have that why, if you're not on brand, no one's gonna yep. come buy a product or be a part of it or whatever it is. There's so. there's an important question. I think it plays a, like a really it's so important. Mm. 
it's literally, and it applies to everything. It's like, how can I? You know, if you use that to everything, it'll and and you genuinely put your mind to exactly. finding the answers. Exactly. It's like, how can I start a business? Exactly. It changes your way you of thinking, it. like your brain chemistry how, as well. How yeah. can I lose the weight? Then yep. you need to take that exactly action to actually figure out how you can, and then you do it. Yep. Leo, did Leo say this in episode two? One of our first guests, he, it's the same mindset. It's like, don't say, oh, I'm so broke. It's how can I make more money? How, or how can I afford this? Yeah. Like, yeah. How, how can I, how I, can I make this? myself for this? Yeah. Exactly, exactly right. Exactly, exactly. fucking not, right. I can't. I can't. Or I can't needs to get thrown out of the vocabulary, yeah. but I can't. Not, I can't. How can I? Yeah, exactly. Or how can I? Yeah. How can I? And that's why, again, um, <coughs> you know, I had this member, like I do want to shout him out. He's a great kid. Um, he comes to our gym. His name's Petros. And he, <laughs> we gave I remember when I first met him, yeah, in man. October. He was like 167 kilos. 42 kilos. I was kilos like 135. Down. I was like peaking in my like off season. I was like full big chungus, you know. <laughs> what are your calories at? Let the people know. Oh, high days like 6,200. It was like so extra fucked. two like cheat meals and stuff. But yeah, then he, now he's at Emerge and he's 129 kilos and he's actually been coached by you now, um, you know, giving you a program and stuff. But like when he came to the gym, sometimes he says to me, oh, you know, sometimes I just can't do it. I just don't feel motivated. And I'm like, it's not about motivation. Motivation's fake. It's not real. It's so temporary. I said, stop saying, oh, like how, how am I going to lose this weight? It's like, okay, this is how I'm going to lose weight. You know? So I think that as, you know, example of him and with every like, other person, including myself, we tend to get very caught up with, you know, like being st- like having this crazy obstacle, this amazing, this, this peak, this Mount Everest, this summit. And it's like, how, like, how the fuck do I get there? Yeah. You know, but and his journey's huge. Exactly. And, and he's still got a while to go. Yeah. yeah. And it's one step at a time. <clears throat> Absolutely. Yeah. And that's why, again, it's, you need to also, again, just be very self-aware and know you can do it. Because if you know you can do something, it's just a matter of when. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's very important. Yeah. I think it's big, especially like you said, like the whole on-brand thing. Like, like you guys know like what your mission statement is, what you guys want to represent with Emerge. And it's the same thing with my brand. It's like, people ask me like, you're, you're always up so early. You're always sleeping so late. Like you're always doing so much. Why are you working so hard? It's like, I'm on brand. I'm yeah. doing what I represent. I'm representing exactly. what I stand for. Exactly. Yeah, what it is. And this is the thing is like, also like, you know, with like, we have some people as well that we've, you know, gotten like in with Emerge and that, you know, like, like work for us, like work with us. You know, I don't like to say people work for us. <laughs> oh, I hate that. Technically on paper, like to an extent, yes, but it's like, we're work a team. With us. We're a fucking yeah. team. We're all a team. And, you know, I find that. Agreements. Again, being on brand, like I would never, it's like what my coach said as well. He said to me, I would never tell you to do something if I wouldn't do it. Simple as that. Mm. And this is such a big thing is because, you know, I have worked for people that, you know, aren't, they weren't the nicest people. <laughs> you know, we've all probably had like- A, a shit boss. boss. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, and I think, but it's a great learning experience because it actually molds you into being a leader, not a boss. I would never ever call myself a boss for someone. I'll call myself, I want to be a leader, you know, and I want to take that responsibility in action. And doing that at a young age, like it's, a lot of people think it's like, you know, you're young and stuff, you know, how are you meant to lead people? It's like, leadership isn't an age. It's a quality. It's a quality. Someone can be 45. And be a fucking idiot. And yeah, well, pretty much like, or just not have much, like not emulate that, um, you know, not that, show courage. Exactly. They're, uh, they're not kindness, emulating caring, leadership. Yeah. And all that sort of thing. Exactly. Be able to lend a helping hand, all yeah. that sort of thing. If you're not willing to do thing. it. So, and this is, yeah, this is why, again, it's like in stressful situations, like you want to rise up to the challenge or like fizzle in the corner, like a, like, I don't know, just like a, 
Bitch. Like, uh, what's what's that saying? Wolf and Wall Street. It's like um, he says it like it's fake. My, voc- my vocabulary is out of whack tonight. Like. It's a wise. I'm not fucking leaving. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's all that matters. Yeah. We're staying. Yeah. Staying here for the long run. Yeah, and that's the thing. So I find, yeah, again, just like the leadership qualities that, you know, you take on over time, you learn. It, it develops you again, just like into being a better person. Like I've, I st- I'm still learning. Like I, I look up to my business <clears throat> partners, Cal and Jules. Like they, they for me, I would never, I would not even be as close to where I am as I am now. You know, and I've learned so much. And so in 20 years, like when I've, you know, when I have kids, like I want to teach them how to be quality leaders, not be, you know, little shits and, you know, expect the newest iPhone or like a Ferrari. Or something, yeah, you know, no, exactly like, right, And man. that's the thing. So, yeah, but like I could harp on for this for hours, but yeah, it's just, it's something that I've just learned over the past couple of years, especially being the youngest sibling, you know, like I've been protected from my parents a lot. You know, because I was bullied at school and probably like most other people, but like I was picked on hard and, you know, I had a pretty rough childhood earlier before I moved schools. And yeah, so it's. Yeah. <laughs> as much as that, if you don't mind me touching it, it might be obviously like, a, let's just, uh, let's use the word traumatic experience to your childhood. It builds, it, it builds a lot of character yep. and you, you carry that with you to now where you're like, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be a good person. I'm going to lead. I'm going to help mm-hmm. compared to you going, you're not, or like. A lot of people, if they don't deal with it at a young age, they flip it on its head and then they start being the bad person. Yep. And then it spirals downwards because then it, it, it lingers around. And then again, then that becomes, you're the you're the dead lead in the group. Yeah, You're the sad guy. You're yep. the one who's always talking shit. Yep. You're the one who nobody wants to be around. It's like, that's not what it's fucking about. Exactly. It's not about that. Yeah. It's about inspiring. And I think, I think um, social media is a big thing. It's like, bro. You don't have anything nice to say. Keep your fucking mouth shut. Same thing in the gym. I know. Nobody's okay. fat. Nobody's skinny. You don't know any better. <coughs> like, again, I'm sure there might be a couple of people that come to your gym and you go, like, what's your shoulder press look like? You might say it to yourself in your head, but you're not going to go up there and be like, you're a fucking idiot, bro. Fix your shoulder press. You might try to, hey, bro, like, try this. It might help you. But it's, it's again, it's about how you speak to people, how you communicate, and always trying to uplift and bring everyone up. See, you're never better than anyone else. I think, like, with, with, with social media, you're going to have you're going to have those people that are going to fucking talk shit regardless. You can't, Every day you're we life, can, yeah. yeah, we cannot expect people to not talk shit because they will. Yep. So I think when it comes to social media, a big part of dealing with that is just knowing not to give a fuck about it. Exactly. You got to not give a fuck. You you just honestly, not that, yeah. I've, I've been telling to a friend about this and I'm sure he'll know who it is. You <laughs> almost have a shield up, let it bounce. Just boom. They'll talk shit, let it bounce straight off and yep. fall to the ground. That's it. And a good point to know that is, so, is like <laughs> at the end of the day, sorry, you do it. I was all right, like, all right, all right, go, mate. Speak. No, at the, end, at the end of the day, if people have got the time to jump on social media and talk shit, then they've got nothing going for themselves either. Like, that's exactly. the what's the one thing I do it. If they're mm. talking shit, then yep. they've got nothing for themselves. Of course. Yeah. Agree. Two things I want to add. Number one, I'm, you guys have both said it to me. You're never going to cop shit from someone doing work better than you. Correct. That's number one. They're yeah, always so. below you. Correct. Again, they're not a nice way to say it, but they're not. They're not doing as much as you. Exactly. Or they're not as goal orientated and focused. Exactly. As you. Yeah. Another thing is the second you retaliate, you've validated what they've said. Mm. Correct. If you just don't retaliate and yep. just leave them on scene or just delete the comment, you've won. Yeah. Because they want a reaction. That's exactly what the point is. Exactly. So if you learn to just overcome, cool, whatever, I don't care. Yep. Because at the end of the day, whether you're big, you're strong, you've got a new business, you bought a new car, whatever it might be, it's like you did it because you wanted that outcome. Mm. Not nobody else did. Of course. So whether they agree with it or not, it doesn't matter. Because, like, you want a Ferrari and then you bought a Ferrari, but I think Ferraris are shit. So I'm going to, hey, that's a shit car. We're like, you didn't buy it to impress me. You like Ferraris, yeah. so you fucking bought it. Mm. So I think that's a really big thing. Yep. Touching on that, 
Um, I wanted to ask if you went through it, especially as a, you know, being someone relatively young, if, even you and your business partner, yep. relatively young, you know, um, opening this amazing facility. Like if nobody's checked out Emerge, you need to. Like it's perfectly put to fucking together. It's, it's amazing. But what I wanted to ask is, do you guys have people say, oh, well, I'm sure they just use like, you know, daddy's money. It's all loans. And it's like, you know, how do they do it? They're so young. Again, it's like, it's people talking shit, but it's also people judge. So how like I've, heard, I've heard some ridiculous like things said about myself. and But I think that's with everyone. I think we hear like things that it's like, what the, how does this, how does this even like relative to me as a person? Just like, seen you know, when we started this. Yeah. Oh, you know, you probably would have had a lot of people talking shit about you. So, oh, you know, no one's going to watch this and you know, it's never going to blow up and take off. And you know, it's, it's, I think it's just because at the end of the day, it really does, it, 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 uncovers their insecurity yep. and believe it or not the Facts. people that actually talk shit admire you probably the most you know like i actually know one kid who he's actually a dear friend of mine now he's a couple years younger than me but the first time i actually knew of him he was actually like talking shit saying oh you know this guy's like why is this guy like shrugging 50 kilos he can curl it like i'm so so much stronger than him and this and that and I messaged him. I said, "Hey, man, how you going?" I'm like, "Cause this person that told me he would about have been him, fanboying hard, <laughs> pretty much. Oh, not fanboy. He's a he's a great kid. Um, <clears throat> but and he's so strong. He's so strong as well. But I think that when we can destroy this cycle, the cycle of like hate, almost, you know, like we can destroy it with love. Because if you respond to hate with hate, you're just gonna keep going back and forth. Facts. And this is why a lot of people ask me, like, how do you let things go? Like, how do you not get so worked up over what people say? I'm like, well, because, you know, it's like, for example, like there's this saying with like Buddha. It's like, I don't even, I forgot how it went. But it, again, it was just something along the lines of like, you're actually, you're damaging yourself more if you're letting someone, for example, talk bad about you because you're essentially holding on to that energy, not well, letting it yeah. go. Um, it's something like that, but a lot of people have probably come across like those yeah, quotes on that's Instagram. That's a really good. It's a really yeah. good point to touch on because, like, again, again, the second you let it in, then you're thinking about like, oh, Jackson said I'm fat. Okay, then now, now I think I'm fat, and then you're thinking about yep. what he said, and then how you feel about yourself, and then you're just weighing yourself down, mm. and then you end in, and then it leads to other negative thoughts. So, well, that's actually a really, really big point to touch on. That's the thing, probably a lot of people. I don't know if they do, but like, I hope they don't. Like, <coughs> people probably still like talk shit about you guys that oh, doing, doing yeah. incredibly well. Like, yeah. you know, and at the end of the day, it's like it, it, it unravels their insecurities about themselves. They're like, oh, you know, I should be doing, you know, I should be doing that or I should be doing more than that. Yeah. I find that people who are goal oriented and again, just have the blinders on and know where they want to go and know and are willing to do whatever it takes to get there, don't ever talk bad about anyone. Like, I will never in my life want to talk bad about anyone because it also makes me feel bad as a person. Yeah. You know, so I makes think... Makes you a fucking... It does. It makes you a shit fucking person. Yeah. It's, there's no other way to put it. 100%. And I think, like, when I, like... I used to be... I used to be that kid, like, everyone would laugh at and stuff. And, like, I had, like, super crooked teeth and I was, like, pretty fat. Like, you know, and I had, like, no friends pretty much. Like, I... You know, and when I was essentially copying a lot of stuff from... You know, like kids my same year level. It oh, just, now you can beat the shit out of the Hulk. Nah, it's um, you know, I get those same people probably actually actually ask me for like meal plans, and I'm like, yeah. sorry, I can't actually do that. <laughs> but no, nah, it's um, now you're fat. <laughs> now I'm shredded. That's the thing. We've all probably experienced that, like you know, where people have just given us so much crap, and you can only take so much. But again, just responding to hate with love is the biggest one there is because you actually feel so much better as a person and it shows what kind of person you are. I think, again, Bruce Lee said, you know, like when 
when and someone's talking- seen every movie ever. <laughs> you know what? It's like Instagram. You scroll, it's like, it's a quote. Another quote, another quote. It's save, like, save, 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 yeah, save. Legit. Um, and, you know, there was a saying how, you know, again, I'm like, I'm, I should probably know these quotes like off by heart, but I this don't. It's the best. It's the worst. It's like probably making me look like, oh, this guy's stupid. Like, uh, <laughs> this guy's just talking shit. He doesn't even, he hasn't even watched the movie. He's never watched Alice in Wonderland. He lied. I know. How sad. Um, yeah, there there is a saying along the lines of from Bruce Lee. It's like you know when someone you know is is talking bad about you, it explains a lot about you and a lot about them, and that's a big that's a very big one because it explains that you know if you're going to respond to hate, it shows a lot about you. Mm-hmm. Or if you respond to love or just ignore it, it shows a lot about you. Like a lot of people, like you know, like years ago, again, I had this like prank call from like someone, and they were just like trying to like troll me and stuff, and. I was saying some really nasty things to me. And I'm like, I just hung, I just said, I don't care, man. And I just hung up the phone and that was it. And I never got this call ever again. Yeah. Um, but you know, if you went like, oh, who's this? Who said yeah, that? Why you? And <laughs> you've lost. They, exactly. they got the reaction. They won. And that's the thing. So look, we can't, we can't change 7 billion lives, but we can change billions of lives. If that makes sense. You know, not everyone's going to have the same view as you or again, be on brand with you but you can impact a lot of fucking people. And if you do it right, you can do it well. And that's what we try to do. And that's exactly what being on brand is. Mm. You're trying to emerge everyone, get everyone happy, lifting, safely, community. Yep. We're doing the same thing. And then again, that's where the impact, that it might impact <coughs> one person. You impacted me. And then I'm going to go tell Michael how you impacted me. And then he's impacted by that. So he tells his friend and then his brother. Yep. And that's a flow on effect. It's it's a big chain. Exactly. exactly. And then everyone gets jacked as fuck. T- 100%. T- tell us just... Just before we start wrapping up, tell us a bit about Emerge and how that came about. 100%. Well, like essentially um, when I was on America in 2020 with Julian, um, he was talking so, to me about... So, sorry to cut you off. How did you like, how did you and the boys meet? So like how long you know Julian? I met, you know I met Julian through... Okay, so basically this like... So there's three so, business partners. There's three of us, yeah. yeah. Um, and basically I met Julian first. Then Cal, but I met Julian end of 2019 at Christmas carols, and so my girlfriend Amelia, love my life. Yep, she her good Shout friend. Shout out to Emmy. <laughs> um, yeah, so I met met through her good friend Beth was friends with Julian, and then Julian came to this Christmas carols. I'm like, He's like this guy's jacked. I'm Jack. We can I'm be like, friends. I'm sort of now. Nah, yes. Sort of like a little bit like standoffish. This guy, like who is this guy? Like you know, he's a little bit like weird. <laughs> I love you. Um, no, nah, I was just pretty quiet. And then bang, I, like out of nowhere after Christmas carols, we just started like talking. He's like, oh, you know, like I'm doing this powerlifting comp. I'm like really? It's I'm like doing, the, the step brothers. Well. It's like the step brothers thing. Did, like, did we just become best friends? Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> exactly. And then from there, we started training every Sunday. Pro raw gym together. Pro raw gym is also a great gym. Yeah. I was there during my powerlifting days. So we trained there every. Every Sunday, um, and then we get pizza after, and it was so good. We had this thing called Pizza Sundays. We haven't done it in ages. Probably won't be able to do it until after the show. But yeah, I love, I love pizza. <laughs> so fucking good. Pizza or burgers? Pizza, pizza. or burgers? I was actually speaking to Eric today about the last oil went out, and we oh, that was so good. We binged for an entire day. It was, was so the best good. thing ever. Pizza Sorry, or burgers? We'll do that. We'll do that burgers. after nationals. Yeah, we'll do it after nationals. We, I reckon we all. Him and Eric, like Eric can zoom, they both consume about 20,000 calories. It's fucked up. Eric's fucked. like got a ridiculous appetite. Eric's like I, fucked up. Oh my God. It doesn't stop. I thought I could eat a lot of food. 
But him, like, in one sitting can eat more than me. That's Like, fine. I think, in my opinion, I can eat more over a period of time just because, yeah. like, my body needs it. <laughs> yeah. But his appetite's just cooked. Like, we had, like Russians, man. Three, it was, eat, like, three burgers, like, two hot dogs. Then we were, like, got, like, Lugumadas. Oh, that's like, right. I remember that video. Yeah, it's yeah. on YouTube. Watch it. <laughs> that was ridiculous. Yeah, anyway, so. sorry. Yeah, and then pretty much from there, like, he said, you know, one day I'd love to open a gym. And I thought the same as well. I'm like, oh, you know, like, 10, 15 years, I'd love to, you know, like have enough capital to, you know, invest in something like that, which obviously will take a long time to eventually pay dividends for myself. But, you know, I want to do it in time eventually. But instead of timeline on it, this is the problem. We don't send, we don't set, we don't put timelines on things. So then they just become tomorrow, next week. Which is very important. Next year, five years, 10 years, 20 years. And you never end up doing it, which is a really bad thing for you. Um, And especially again, the way you think. But, and then, you know, from, lockdown last year lockdown six you know that was a pretty tough one for everyone and you know i'm glad everyone's got through that well but lockdown six oh, so no. shit. <laughs> julian messaged me he said hey man like you know cal and i are interested on you know opening up this gym do you want to be a part of it and i'm like 100 <laughs> percent like <laughs> let's have go your own gym like pretty much to, to train and to have your own little slice the of mecca head. exactly it's have mecca. have like your type your brand like your creation there um, and, you know, so basically also, you know, cause I, I actually didn't, I only met Cal a couple of times, but very briefly before that. So the, I'm and assuming he, they had been mates for ages. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. And, um, they've been best friends like nearly 20 years. Oh, so right. they know each other like that. Bread and butter. And you know, for me, it's just the start, especially with Cal, but also with Julian too. It's, you know, it's only a couple of years. Um, and so, yeah, like we just all then got together and discussed the branding and we had a plan. We had our why, which is the biggest one. We had our five-year, our 10-year plan. And we have a lot of things that we are excited to do, but not not just, you know, like a lot of people, again, when a business develops too much corporate, it loses the why. Yep. You need to have a balance. And so it shouldn't be just focused on just money. Um, That's it's corporate. about an impact. Our why is to improve and change people's lives, no matter who the hell they are. Where did, where did the name come from? We just started thinking about names and stuff, and you know, we do, got a, do lot a lot of, of people know. Sorry to cut you off. Do a lot of people know about the initial name, or is it just like a small group that you told, like myself and like Eric and stuff? Nah, it's like a small group because, okay. like, we're originally looking like something like you know, like Revive Gym in like Florida. You know, it's a mm. great gym from what I've seen. Like you know, and it's just the way they handle themselves. They handle themselves as a business, and they're presented is like it's so professional. We love that, but it's also it looks like all these great bodybuilders train there. It's like wow, it looks, it looks like everyone just is really involved with each other. Everyone's just really connected. And we want that in our own gym, regardless of being bodybuilders, powerlifters, crossfitters, whatever you are. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, from Emerge, <coughs> like we we just developed this thing like where it's like Emerge, you know, like we're emerging to be the better, best, to be a better version of ourselves, if that makes sense. So there's also this saying that Brendan told, like Brendan showed me yesterday. Oh my God, I'm talking about Brendan nonstop. But um, <laughs> yeah, Emergenesis. It, yeah, you know, I saw that. Th- yeah, and it reveals... You know, it reveals what's deep inside you through, like, you know, through obstacles and things that it's almost like pressure makes diamonds, if that makes sense, yep. you know? And it's, this is why, like, Emerge is such a great name because it can be applicable to anything. Like Apple. Apple doesn't sound like a technological brand. It sounds like it's fruit. It's fruit. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, even like Windows. Like, Windows doesn't really sound, or mic- like, Microsoft sounds very technical. Yeah. Is there a tech company, but Apple isn't. Like McDonald's, like McDonald's, of course, is fast food, but like they're in the real estate in, in industry. Facts. Yeah, so much facts. So much capital, and like you know, in in pretty much different areas, like in every country in the world, it's incredible. So, you guys, yeah. you guys have a 
cap at your gym, is that correct? Yes, we have a membership cap and it's only for 500 people. So we have membership intakes we open by 50 at a time because for us and what also Cal Jules and I said, it's all about the membership experience. The membership experience is the first thing that matters to us because if you don't have a good membership experience, they're going to hate it. Yep. Mm-hmm. And if you hate something, you're not going to be a part of it. So mm-hmm. it's like you know, we, we want to make sure that the members love being there every second. And last night I actually trained no, – two nights ago I actually trained there at peak time because I always – I usually like, you know, work and stuff, you know, more so like the, the nights and stuff. I like to just see everyone and have a good chat to everyone get social. But, yeah, it's seeing how this thing came from nothing into all these people an idea, coming, it was an idea. An idea that became this – this huge thing, it's incredible. And it made me just sit back and be like, wow, like well, I'm so grateful. That's the same with us. Like you right now on this table in front of us talking about your story, it's the exact same thing for us. It's like, it was an idea. You thought about it. It was like, an idea. We came together with we took the people. Action, we did it and it's happening. Yeah. And then seeing it happen and we've got a massive Sydney trip coming up this weekend where we're going and speaking. We're going to, to like Sydney tomorrow morning at like 5am. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be rough. You can sleep after this late. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, oh, I've got to train first. Oh um, <laughs> so yeah, we, we're going to Sydney. We're, we're speaking with a few um, influencers up there and like that a lot. It's just like, it's just fun. Yeah, like we never thought that we'd ever have someone, let's just say with like 100,000 followers. Like that's like a dream. Yeah. And now it's like been like the average. Mm. And you're like, or like for someone like you even like, You've competed many shows. You've powerlifted, bodybuilding. You've got your own business. You've got your own gym. It's like, dude, like, and you've got a partner. Like, yeah. that's not an easy. Like, that. Yeah. She's my teammate. She's my rock. She's and you need that. Everything. And you need that. Yeah, yeah. And this is the thing. It's like it's. I feel like I don't want to come across to to people who are listening to this and watching this to be like, oh, you know, you have to have a, your life together at twenty three. No, I don't have my life together. I just, I just know that I want great people along the journey, whatever may come. You know, and there's a lot of great people that have been a part of it, that have come and gone and that have continued to stay and also will continue to do so. And this is why, you know, even people who like are in like 18, 19, 20, 21, even 22 and they're like making no money or working a casual job, like, you know, they hate their life and they want to do something great, it just starts with action. Take the leap. If you have anxiety, that's for the future and that's normal. That's okay. But <clears throat> we can't be depressed because we're thinking in the past. I always say it. Say yes now, figure it out later. I understand. One thing I heard, it's like a like a saying, yeah? When you're down and you're out and you feel suffocated and you're almost like, it's like you're in mud, yeah? Mm. You're in the mud, but you're like a lotus flower, right? So you got you got to push through the mud and on the other side, there is this beautiful fucking flower and that's what people need to understand is like when you're in a shit place and you push through that shit place... There's, there's like serenity on the side. There's yep. like the beauty on the other side. That's a great thing because it, it touches me on again to talk about like suffering for purpose. Yeah. <clears throat> so again, my coach Brendan said to me, you know, like when you know what you're suffering for and you know what's going to be on the other side of that, you're willing to push yourself as hard as you have to go. Yeah. Like there's this thing called like, you know, like also this guy <clears throat> called Sad Guru said, everything has a price in your life. You have to pay. What price are you willing to pay? For some people, it's everything. For some people, it might be a certain amount. For some people, it might not be much. So this is why when you really want something and you really, really want it, like deep down, you know you can't live without it, you're willing to pay any price. And for me, like getting up on stage, like that means everything to me because I want to inspire a lot of people doing that. You know, if they want to like 
that 16 year old kid that comes in to merge like i know this kid and he wants to compete one day like i want him to know that even though i'm only a few years older than him <coughs> he can do it it's possible but again, it's like set the fucking standard. <laughs> it's, it's every set the fucking standard every day, and this is why as well. They did this like questionnaire of these like heroin addicts. You know, they say like you know from one to ten, like when you took heroin, how good was it? They're like the ten, it feels amazing. And at the end of the day, they'd ask them the same thing from one to ten. How did you enjoy your day? They're like it's a one. They're like why? You said you, you it was a ten because you took heroin. Well, no, because I had a shit day. Or all, all I was doing is taking heroin. And then they also asked, for example, like. Um, parents <laughs> parents who have newborn kids that don't stop crying it's like oh from scale of one to ten right now with your baby crying how's it feel it's like oh, it's a one it's shit because like fuck this baby you know, <laughs> <laughs> i want to get some sleep yeah. i want some peace and the end, at the end of the day it's like how do you enjoy your day from one to ten with your baby a ten because i wouldn't change anything mm-hmm. because i'm willing to you know again suffer now for this for this amazing thing this human my child side. yeah yeah and that's why it really gives me perspective and understanding of that nothing you like nothing like anything in life you want that's very difficult to get requires a lot and a, that price has to be very high for you to pay in order to get there and the amount of like you know how, how good did you guys feel you know creating this Fuck podcast and sacrificing probably a lot of sleepless nights and a lot of money to do it and a lot of you know, advertising or time and energy felt good that's why we just looked at each other just now. We just smiled. Like, there's <laughs> nothing to say, man. It's just like you hit, you hit the nail on the head. Mm. And I think that's a really good note to wrap up on. So the take-home moral, as Jackson is saying, correct me if I'm wrong, is find what you're willing to suffer for and there's no limit. Just go the fuck after it. That's it. That's <laughs> it. Go the fuck after it. Is yep. there anything you wanted to wrap up on? Anyone to give a shout-out to, wrap up on? Um, I think I'm going to have a shout-out to Petros. Got to also give a shout-out to, obviously, Eric ridiculous hunger um that man can never stop eating food <laughs> um also yeah again my coach you know my girlfriend emmy you know i love her with all my heart um also my parents my parents are very supportive people you know not many people have a great family life and i'm, I'm very appreciative of that and um also again cal and jules having amazing business partners in my life i never thought i'd ever be where i am today without them um and yeah most importantly myself like because I never That's thought right. I'd ever really be here doing this kind of stuff. Fuck yeah. You know? And just like talking to people, like people, some people like really are attentive to me. And like, I, I find that a blessing because when I used to talk, no one would care. And it's like, fair enough. Like, now you're know, circle, yeah. like my, it's all like-minded people. Yeah. And that's the thing. I want people to just remember, just always remember like life is about learning, make mistakes fall. If you, if you don't fall, you'll fly like, and you'll learn regardless. So and also, just live your life every day as a big fucking chungus and just enjoy it. Just enjoy it. And That's be it, in, full send. Also, just be in the moment too. That's so, it. yeah, you know, I pre- really appreciate you guys, like, you know, letting me come on here. Oh, of course. You course, ramble on. No, Thank you, bro. No, this has it was been fantastic a really chat. eye-opening. Really good chat. Alrighty, guys. That wraps up another episode of The Life Pod. Thank you very much, Chungus, for coming on. If you're not already following himself and the gym, be sure to do so. Emerge Gym in Box Hill. Thank you guys very much, and we'll see you guys on the next episode. Bye-bye.